Masechet Nedarim, Daf Dalid. Mishnah mentioned that if a woman makes a vow that she's not going to benefit from anybody in the world, nevertheless, she can go and collect Leket Shechecha Upea. The reason is because the farm owner leaves those in the field for the poor to come and take them. And therefore, she is not taking from the property of the field owner. The field owner already relinquished his right to them. And he de- when he designated this corner as pe'ah, so poor can just come and take from it. Take from it. It's like it's hefker. Not have care that anyone can take it, only for the poor, but any poor person can come and take it. And therefore, since she is not receiving benefit from the farm owner, that does not violate her vow. Okay, so that's true for Lekyat Shechao and Pe'ah, all things that are left in the field for someone to come and take. But what about Maser Ani? Velakatane ube Maser Ani. Vatanya Babraita ube Maser Ani. Maser Ani is also a gift to the poor. But it works a little bit differently than the others. Maser Ani um, applies in the third and sixth years of the Shemitah cycle. And there, the farm owner actually has to separate after he separates the uh, the first Maser and the Tiruman, the Tirumat Maser. He also separates another tithe of Maser Ani. He actually has to physically separate it. And then he gives it to the poor, generally. We're going to see about, um, I mean, this, this, that'll be our final answer. That depends on if he's actually giving it to the poor or leaving it for, to the poor. Um, so that's that. the question is, is Maser Ani similar to the others or not? And our Mishnah did not mention Maser Ani, which would indicate that Maser Ani is actually given by the farm farm owner to the poor person, and although they're not getting, um, you know, he's not getting compensated for it. Nevertheless, we're going to see a concept called tovatana'at. That'll be very important. Tovatana'at means the benefit of discretion. The fact that the owner, the farm owner, the farmer, um, can give it to whomever he wishes, and in return he gets some gratitude. So that is worth some monetary value, uh, theoretically. You're not going to get paid for it, although actually... The farm, when the farmer gives it to a particular poor person, they can receive a small amount of money, let's say from the poor person's friend or relative. It says, hey, would you mind? Give your maserani to my, uh, my cousin here, you know, and I'll give you a little bit. They can actually receive it. You can't request it, but the farmer can receive it. So they, the, um, the possibility of choosing uh, who to give the gift to is, called, is a, a benefit. It's called tovatana'a. Now, since that is considered a benefit because the farmer is giving it to the particular person, so then that particular person, if she made a vow not to benefit, um, then she cannot take it. So that would explain why in our Mishnah, um, it does not include Maser Ani. This woman who says, I'm not going to benefit from anyone, cannot take Maser Ani. However, there's a Braita that says that she can take Maser Ani. It compares Maser Ani to the other things that are left out in the field. And uh, in other words, according to this, it sounds like there is no Tovatana'a, just like there's no Tovatana'a for Leket Shecha because the, the farmer doesn't decide who to give it to. They take it on their own. So then, according to that, we would consider that right for the farmer to separate and give it to someone as not being significant, not worth any money, um, and uh, you could either say there's no tovatana'a, or tovatana'a is not worth anything, and that's why she can take it. So now we have a contradiction between the Mishnah and the Braita. 
and we want to figure out what well, are these two different opinions or are they two different cases first we're going to say they're two different opinions we're going to end up saying they're talking about two different cases so here's the first answer Amar of Yosef Lakashya how to be Eli Ezer Ha Rabbanan we're going to say that the Mishnah um, is the opinion of Rabbanan, uh, whereas the Braita is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. How so? Ditnan. Let's see what their machloket is. Ditnan. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, En Adam Sarich Likrot Shem Al Maser Ani Shel Demai. This Mishnah in Masechet Demai. Um, Demai is uh, something produce that one receives, buys from an Amaaretz. And the Amaaretz, they generally would take Tirumah, because that's really important, but they weren't so careful about Maaser, so you have to take the Maaser. And uh, now we're going to discuss what about Maaser Ani, if it happens to be the third and sixth year. So then does the person receiving it from the uh, from the Amaaretz, does he have to separate or not? That's the Machloket. Eliezer says he does not need to call it a name. Uh, in other words, he does not need to separate the Maaser Ani from the Demai. Chachamim say, although you don't have to physically separate it and actually, you know, take it out and weigh it and, and count and how much it is, but you do have to verbally designate it. Now, the way you do that is actually very relevant to nowadays when, um, uh, when uh, in Israel, if you have to separate Rumama said they do it in, in this way. Um, you just uh, think of the produce in a pile and you say the part on the right side, the 10% on the right side, I am calling Maser Ani. Now you don't actually have to separate it or even give it because um, in this case it's Demai. So maybe the owner took it already, maybe not. Let the poor person come and prove that it belongs to them and then they can take it. So it's because it's a, um, it's, it's, it's not prohibited like Tiruma, uh, only a Kohen can eat it. But Maser, Maser Ishan, Maser Ani is permitted for anyone to eat. And therefore, it's just a financial obligation. But you do have to separate it just in case the Ama'aretz did not separate it. Okay, that's the Machloket in the Mishnah. And now we're going to try to interpret what's the reason. How come they have differences of opinion whether you don't have to even separate it, not even mentally to be Eliezer, and Chachmim say you do have to separate it uh, verbally. Uh, so my love, Leman de Ama Sifeko Tobel, Kasabad it le Tovatana'a. Vechavan de it le Tovatana'a la Mehan. Yeah, it would seem that, according to the one who says that the safek, demai, is something that's uncertain, it's tobel, it's called tebel, right? We consider it to be tebel, it's unprocessed. The ma'asad has not been separated, and uh, that's why he has to mentally separate it, because otherwise it's tebel. So that's connected, it being tebel is connected with the concept of tovatana'a, um, because it's tebel. So the mizmah said ani in there. Um, therefore, he would, Rabbanan would say that there is a concept of tovatana'a, that the right um, of uh, discretion that the farmer has to give it to a certain poor person is considered a benefit and therefore she would not be able to benefit. And since there is Tovatana'a, she and she made a vow against benefiting from this person, she cannot benefit. And that is why the Masesh Meserani is considered benefit. We do have Tovatana'a. And so this is the opinion of Rabbanan, and that explains our Mishnah, 
which does not include Maaser Ani because she cannot benefit from Maaser Ani um, because there is Tovatana'a here. Uh, whereas, whereas according to Rabbi Eliezer, that you don't have to do anything, you don't even have to call the name, uh, you don't have to designate it at all. It's not considered Tebel, right? This Maser is nothing here. It's, uh, it's, it's not Tebel. Um, the the point was the connect let let if it's not tebel then there is no benefit of discretion and therefore the wife this woman would be allowed to go and benefit take the maaser ani because there's no tovatana'a. so then since there's no benefit she can take it what's the connection between tebel and tovatana'a? it's not so clear you shouldn't even talk about but uh, um, discuss this and try to solve it it seems to have to do with whether Maser Sheni is more like Pe'a Shichicha, um, because those things, there is no Tovatana'a and there is no Tebel. In other words, if I have some produce and I didn't separate the Pe'a from it, it's not called Tebel. I violated the law. I cheated the, the poor people by not giving them the corner of the field, but it doesn't make the, uh, the produce prohibited. It doesn't, it doesn't make it Tebel. And therefore, if Maser Ani does not make the pile tebel, that's the pin of Rabbi Eliezer, then you see that's more like pe'a, and therefore we there's no tovatana'a, she can take it, just like she can take pe'a, she can take maser ani. Whereas, according to Rabbanan, they say that this pile of grain, although it's demai, so we're not sure, but, but not having maser ani taken does make it tebel, so that is more like tirumah. Uh, um, and, and Maaser, where if I don't take to the Maaser, it's Tebel, this whole pile is prohibited. So to Maaser Ani, by not taking it, it's Tebel. And regarding to Ruman Maaser, we do say that there is Tovatana'a, there is a benefit for the farmer to be able to give it to a certain Kohen or a certain Levi. And that Kohen and Levi will say, oh, thank you, thank you for giving it to me. Um, rather than to another Kohen and Levi. So they are receiving benefit, and that benefit is considered to be tangible and would violate the vow. Since it is Tebel, it's more like Turumama said, and therefore there is Tovatana'a, and that's why our Mishnah doesn't say Maaser Ani, because she cannot benefit. And uh, so this would be an explanation the, to the contradiction between the, the Mishnah, is the opinion, opinion of Rabbanan, that say there is Tovatana for Maser Ani, whereas the Braita is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, that says there's no Tovatana for Maser Ani, it's more like Pe'a and the other items on the list. All right, that sounds good. But Amar Le'abaye, Abaya says that's not a necessary way to interpret that Mishnah and Demai. It could very well be that all opinions think that um, that a safek of Maser Ani does make a table, right? If you know for sure um, that the Maser Ani was not taken, let's say it's not Demai, right? It's the farmer right here. Uh, he's the one that harvested it. He says, no, I never took Maser Ani. Then that would be called Tebel, and then therefore would be prohibited. Uh, it would be to, there would be Tovatana'a. Everyone agrees with that. So what's the reason for the Machloket here? 
Eliezer thinks that although we worry that they're not going to take other types of maser, maser ani we assume that they will take because there's no downside, financial downside. Here's what a, a person can do if they're um, if they're uh, smart. Um, if they know this loophole, um, the person can, even if a person's rich, so they are not entitled to take the ma'asir ani, this uh, farmer, what he can do, Amaris uh, farmer, um, what he can do is he can um, declare ownerless, make hefked all of his property, right? All my property, everything I own, hefked, anyone can come and take it. At that point, he is a poor person. So then, as a poor person, he's entitled to take the, to the uh, ma'asir ani. He goes and takes the ma'asir ani. And then, 10 seconds later, he says, oh, I want to take back all my property. Oh, because this is a bit of a loophole, but all right, it's, uh, it's permitted. And therefore, um, every week we can assume that even Ameha Aritz are going to take Maser Ani because if they're really so stingy and they don't want to give up their Maser Ani and give it to a poor person, then they'll use this loophole and so they're not going to prevent themselves from taking Maser Ani. Therefore, if you acquire uh, produce from an Ameha Aritz, you can assume that Either he really gave it to the poor, or if he didn't, then he used this loophole and he and he took it for himself. But still, the maaser ani was properly taken, and therefore you don't have to worry about it. That's why it's not tebel. But he, he, if, if if in fact you, he didn't, he says he didn't. You know he didn't, or right, you were there the whole with him the whole time, and he didn't. Then uh, it would be tebel. Okay. This loophole has is has a danger in it. Um, a person would not want to make all his. Um, uh, all his property have cared because he's worried maybe someone within that little one minute window can come and take it right he's uh, standing by his boat and he says, all my, all my property is hefked, right? And then in the meantime, he goes to take the maser ani. Someone nearby hears him say, all my property is hefked. He jumps on his boat, takes it, right? He goes into his house, takes his house. So to, for the benefit of having some grain, he might lose all of his, uh, his house, his boat, everything. People don't want to even enter that, that um, possibility. Um, and therefore, Ameha Aretz, we have to suspect perhaps did not take the Maser Ani. And that's why he thinks that the person acquiring it has to verbally look at it and say, this part of it is going to be Maser Ani. Um, so that's the reason for the Machloket. It's just a question of whether people will take advantage of this loophole or they're scared to take or take the loophole. But in fact, could very well be both Rabbanan and Rabbi Eliezer agree that Maser Ani is like Turuman Maser. It is Tevel and there is Tovatana'a. And so if we did know, then it would be prohibited for it to take. So we can't explain the contradiction in that way. So we're going to give another explanation but, uh, but to explain why the Mishnah does not say ma, include Maser Ani and the Baraita does include Maser Ani that this woman can go and take. There are two Pesukim in Devarim, one in 26, one Devarim 14, um, that are talking about Maserani, but talk about it in a slightly different way. 
Um, um, so if it's Maser Ani that's given out within the house, in other words, it's uh, late in the season and it might rain, so I bring the grain into my house and I separate the Maser Ani in my house. And so that's that the Pasuk says, Venatata, I, I can give it to a poor person, anyone who I want, since I it's in my house and it's my up to my discretion to give it to whom I want. I don't have to let every poor person into my house. I can decide, oh, I'm, I'm friendly. I really uh, have, a, I have an inclination to give it to this poor person. Um, I know him. So uh, because of that, there is tovatana'a, there is benefit of discretion. And the fact that I gave it to you instead of the other guy um, is a benefit to you, right? It even has a monetary value to it. And that's why uh, it's, it's prohibited. So that would be the Mishnah. Our Mishnah is talking about a case where a person brought it into his home and so he can choose who to give it to. So whoever get, gets it is receiving benefit. And if it's a woman who made a uh, made a vow, so she's not going to benefit from anyone in the world, then she cannot receive maaser ani. That's why it's not included in the Mishnah. Whereas the Braita is talking about maaser ani when it's given out on the threshing floor, right? I brought everything into the threshing floor and then I separated it there, um, right? It's out. It's it's outdoors, and over there it says vinachta. You should leave the maaser ani in your gates and leave it there. For the poor, pe- poor, poor people to come and take. In that case, it's more like pe'ah shichicha leket, where the poor people can just come and uh, and they see, right? You put a sign there, or you announce, "This is the maser ani," and anyone can come and take it. Since in that case, the the farmer is not deciding who gets it, so there is no tovatana'a, and therefore this woman who made a vow that she's not going to benefit from anyone can take that maaser ani out in the field on the threshing floor because there is no benefit and that is what the Baraita is talking about. All right, now we get to the next part of the Mishnah. Kohanim ulviim nehenin li yitelu. If um, um, a man says, I, uh, I, um, I prohibit all Kohanim and Leviim from benefiting from me. And he goes, he's a farmer, and he separates Tirumah and Maser. The Kohanim can come and take their Tirumah, Levim can come and take the Maser because it belongs to them. Um, that's true if he said, all Kohanim, all Levim will be prohibited to me. Okay, now Alma Tovatana'a ena Mamon. Now, what about Tovatana'a? We just said that regarding Turuman Maser, right? The a farmer can decide, I'm going to give it to my friend here who is a Kohen, uh, someone else, my uh, cousin who is a Levi. So, according to this, the fact that Kohanim and Levim can come and take it means that the, the benefit of discretion is, does not have a monetary value, even though here, clearly, I do have the benefit of discretion. We don't consider that to be substantial, and that's why anyone can come and take it. All right, now, Emma Sefa, but the very next clause of the Mishnah is when a person says, I don't I have a fight with a certain group of Kohanim, these 10 people or these 10 Levi'im. I don't like them. They cannot benefit from me. In that case, other Kohanim or Levi'im can come and take it. But those 10 people cannot. Alma, Tovatana, Amamon. 
Well, from this clause, it sounds like the benefit of discretion is considered to have a monetary value. That's why the vow applies. If I thought that tovat enamamon, the benefit of discretion has not does not have monetary value, then even those ten koanim that I said can't benefit from me should be able to come and take it because it's theirs. They own the tiruma. Um, so we have a contradiction between these two clauses. Which is it? Is it worth money or not worth money? If it's worth money. Um, then no one uh, should be able to take it, even if I benefit, uh, 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 um, vow everyone. If it's not worth money, then even those 10, when I specify them, should be able to come and take it. So how do we resolve this? Hoshaya explains there's no contradiction here. The last clause is the opinion of Rabi. That's the clause that I was talking about when he says a few particular Kohanim, and they are prohibited uh, from taking it, that's the pin of Rabi. Whereas the first clause about when he says all Kohanim cannot take, um, then they can come and take it, that's the opinion of Rabi Yosef, Rabi Yehuda. That is a bit unusual that two phrases back to back in the Mishnah would be two different opinions. Um, but uh, we are going to reject this in any case. Uh, but let's understand it first. Detanya. The case of the Brayta is someone who steals tebel, untithed produce of his friend, and he eats the tebel too. So he can't just return the tebel as is. He's going to pay a certain amount. How much does he pay? Since tebel is made up of, um, let's say, 81%, what is going to eventually be Hulin, and the other 19%, because the owner is going to have to separate 10% for Maser Ishan, and he's going to have to separate another uh, 10% of that, 9% for Maser Sheni. Uh, in addition, he has to separate some uh, Teruma. Okay, so let's say about 80%. Is going to be cholin. Twenty percent is going to be tirum, tirumot and uh, tiruma and maaser. So, how much should he pay the owner? So the B says he has to pay the entire amount, right? One hundred percent of it. We're going to see actually the first explanation of the B is going to is going to be that he has to pay eighty percent plus tovatana plus a few dollars. So anyway, he has to pay something for the tiruma and maaser also. Even though that didn't go to the that does not does not eventually is not will not be belong belong to the field uh, owner, uh, but the Biosev of Yudah says no. He only has to pay eighty percent. That's it um, because that's what belongs to the farmer. The other twenty percent of what he stole that belongs to the Kohen and to the Levi. Let them come and take it. My la behaka mi palge, derebi sabar tovatana a mamon. Rebi ose bar rebi uda sabar tovatana a enamamon. So let's see, what's that the essence of their controversy? Maybe, according to the B, the benefit of discretion is considered a value. Therefore, when this guy takes all uh, this $100 worth of produce, he's stealing not only the $80 that he, the farmer will eventually get, he's also taking from the farmer the benefit of the right to give it to a certain Kohen or a Levi. 
um, and that, uh, and therefore that's worth, I don't know, three dollars. So he has to pay that also. Whereas Rabbi Yosebi Rabbi Yudah says, no, Tovatana is not considered money, and therefore the thief only stole. 80% and the other $20, he didn't steal from him, he stole, he, so he stole it from whoever is going to get the Tiruman Maser, but he only has to pay that amount. And so, since they're arguing whether there is Tovatana'a or not, well, that explains the contradiction. Uh, the first clause that said that there is, that there is not Tovatana'a, that is the opinion of Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah. Whereas the second clause that implied that there is Tovatana'a, that's the opinion of Rabbi. All right, so we can explain it that way, right? No, not necessarily. We can explain this braita under the assumption that everyone agrees that the benefit of discretion does not have a monetary value. Rather, they're arguing on what is the status of tebel before you take uh, the turuma said that's embedded, mixed in to this untithed produce. Uh, what do we consider it? According to uh, Rabbi, we consider it as not being Tiruma and Maser yet. It's just untithed produce, and therefore it all belongs to the farmer. And if it gets stolen, the thief has to pay 100%, right? Because there was no Tiruma and Maser separated yet. So it all belongs to the farmer, he has to pay everything. Whereas, according to uh, he thinks that even though you didn't separate the Turma Maser yet, nevertheless, mixed in there, part of it is Turma, part of it will be Maser. And so already now, uh, when it's Tebel, it's already considered um, that the Kohen and the Levi own a part of it. And therefore, the thief does not have to pay that part of it that is uh, that will eventually go to them, even though it wasn't separated physically. Nevertheless, it's embedded in there, and that's why he only has to he has to pay, uh, say, eighty percent. Okay, so maybe that's what they're talking about. But really, everybody agrees that no, there's no tovatanaa. Um, now we reject that. We're still not answering the question. Just this this possibility of explaining the machloket. Wait, tovatanaa mamon mali hurmu mali lo hurmu. Wait a second. If you think that the benefit of discretion is not considered money, then what's the difference whether it was to the tumama said was taken or not taken, even according to the B, uh, who says that uh, when it's mixed in, um, it's, uh, it's not yet separated, but uh, it doesn't matter since there's no, there's no benefit if there's no benefit for, for the farmer to give it to this particular person or that particular person, well, then there's not very little difference uh, between before it was separated and after it was separated. Either way, the Kohen and the V, they have a right to come and just take what belongs to them. You don't have to wait for the farmer to give it to one of them because we don't consider Tovatana'a to be uh, substantial. And so therefore, even according to the B, he should agree that even when it's mixed together, Part of it, it belongs to the Kohen, it belongs to the Levi, and so the, the thief should not have to pay more than that 80%. Rather, we'll explain the Machloket differently. Um, still, it's not going to explain our original question, we're going to get back to that, but just to explain this, Baraita, Kenasuh 
Rabbanan Laganav Kihechi Dela Lignov. The rabbis made a kanas, a fine, on the thief so that he won't come to steal in the future. So even though Rabbi agrees that when it's mixed in, the, even though it's tebel and it's mixed together, still the Kuen Levi own a part of it. So really when the thief stole, he only stole uh, 80% from the farmer and really should only have to pay the $80. But the rabbis came and said, you know what, you stole $100 worth, you should pay $100 worth. We're adding to, the, to your fine, and you're going to have to pay double that, uh, because he's a thief, we're adding that to uh, so that you will not uh, steal in the future. That's what the bee says. We make such a gezera. Whereas the bio says, no, we're not going to make a kenas on the on the thief, but rather on the farmer, so that he should not wait and have tebel there. He should not wait before separating the tebel. Um, uh, because if he would separate it immediately, take the tirumah, take the maaser, right? Take the other, the other, uh, um, other, the second maaser, whatever, depending on what year it is. Give it to the kohen, give it to the levi, give it to the poor person. If it's Maser Ani, and give it, and then once the thief came, he would only be stealing 80%. And so we're going to tell the, the Balabite, listen, if you delay and don't separate it, and it gets stolen, you're only going to get paid back 80 cents on the dollar. Therefore, better to take uh, separate um, the Tirmama said immediately. And that's the Machloket, but really, from a Doraita on Doraita level, everyone agrees that Tova uh, Tana'a is Mamon. And uh, therefore, even when it's mixed together, um, it's considered, um, uh, uh, even when it's mixed together, it's considered as if uh, the 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 Navi would have a right to it. Um, and so the Ganav Meikad uh, only has to pay the, um, the portion that actually belongs to the farmer. Okay, so now we come all the way back to our original question. How do we reconcile the, the uh, this difference between the two clauses? How come in the second to last clause, when she, when he makes a vow against all Kohanim, the Kohanim can come and take it. Whereas when he says only a few a particular Kohanim cannot, um, uh, cannot benefit from me, they cannot take it because other Kohanim can. So what's the difference? Here, the Tiruma is different because... Um, and, and the reason why, when he says, all Kohanim are prohibited to have benefit from me, the reason why they can come and take it against his will, even though they made this vow, is because, who can eat Tirumah? Only Kohanim. If once the farmer says that all Kohanim cannot benefit from me, and only Kohanim can benefit from the, can eat the Tirumah, so he has made the Tirumah uh, valueless, like dust. He can't benefit from the Tirumah. No Kohanim can benefit from Tirumah because he made a vow against all Kohanim. Therefore, it is has zero value. Go on the market. Who wants to buy this? Zero people. Since it's ownerless, taking it has no benefit, right? If I take something, if I take air from you, right? If I take something that has zero value from you, then that's not a benefit, right? It has zero value. You don't own it. You can't own something that has zero value. And that's why it's permitted. Whereas in the case where I say, you ten kohanim, you're prohibited from benefiting from me. In that case, the Turumah still has monetary value because these, so what? These ten people can't, but all the other kohanim in the world 
can eat it. And therefore, since it does have value, those Kohanim cannot take it because then they will be benefiting from that Tovat Hana'a. This explains the answer for Tirumah. Gemara does not give an answer for what about Maaser Rishon? That would go to a Levi. Maaser Rishon that goes to a Levi is not, does not have a prohibited status. Anyone can eat it. It's just owned, it's owned by the Levi. But the Levi can share it, uh, sell it uh, to a non-Levi. So what about that? Uh, so one answer is that, well, the Maaser uh, Rishon does have Tudumat Maaser within it that the Levi has to give to a Kohen, which only a Kohen can eat. And so the answer that we have here for Tudumat will also apply to the Tudumat Maaser that's within the Maaser Rishon. And so if I say no Leviim can benefit from uh, from me, uh, then since no Levi can come and take it, and there's Tirumat Maaser in it that's prohibited and it's mixed in there, so therefore it's valueless, and that's why the once it's valueless, the Levim can come and take it, and they'll take the Tirumat Maaser. Whereas once again, if I only say these few Levim, then it still it does have value, so other Kohanim can other Levim can come and take it, but those Levim may not. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen. Ve amen.